Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Boyle, and this week on the show, I have a special guest, Kira Kotler. Now, Kira is the CEO and founder of Everviolet which creates adaptive and beautiful intimate apparel for the ongoing needs of women after cancer, surgery, and other physical challenges. Now, this brand was born out of Kira's personal experience with breast cancer, and the collection consists of lingerie and loungewear, and it accommodates for surgical drains, prosthetic breast forms, heat and cooling packs, limited arm mobility, incisions, nerve damage, lymphedema, and more. So she is all about inclusivity in fashion, you know, involving the medical world, but also just making this apparel beautiful and comfortable for women too. So in our conversation today, we dive in you know, and hear a little bit about Kira's own journey with breast cancer. We also talk about, you know, the important points and sometimes the, you know, unspoken things that happen when we have to go through, you know, cancer treatments and surgeries and things that affect us physically, you know, and mentally. And we dive into those challenges as well. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Let's have a listen in. Hi, I'm Kate Boyle. And welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. everyone and welcome back to the podcast. This week I have a very special guest on the show. Kira, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm really excited about our conversation today. So I myself work with a lot of women you know, that have gone through maybe it's breast cancer or bowel cancer or things like that. And so they've had changes to their body. And, you know, I have a client at the minute, you know, who is, we're going to dive into this more with what you do, um, but she has had to look for, you know, alternate arrangements and things with their clothes, with their body changing. So could you share a little bit more with the listeners what you do? Sure. Um, so I am the founder and CEO of Everviolet, which is a intimate apparel brand that really accommodates changes in women's bodies as we navigate life, but mostly, you know, post-cancer, post-surgery, um, accident, disability, aging, you know, we all go through these physical changes as we go through our lives. And for me, um, the brand was born out of my own personal experience with breast cancer. Uh, I was diagnosed at the age of 40 with no known risk factors or, um, uh, you know, family history. Um, and I was really shocked. I was just on a routine mammogram, like everybody is who receives a scary diagnosis like this. But um, in the end, I was one of the lucky ones as what they thought was an invasive diagnosis turned out to be early stage. Um, but because it was so extensive, I had had a bilateral mastectomy followed by reconstruction. And I would say, you know, I navigated that as well as I, one could. Um, obviously, it was not easy. But I was so shocked to discover that getting dressed in the morning after those surgeries became one of the hardest aspects of the journey. And granted, I know I wasn't facing rigorous chemo and radiation treatments, but I, you know, 
which of course would have been so much harder than getting dressed, but still just, you know, wanting pieces that, you know, could adorn my body that had faced so much loss um, with some beauty and femininity, but also well being comfortable and accommodated my new shape. And I also really strongly felt a desire for natural fabrics and things that would enable my body to breathe. I had felt like, wow, we've just been through this whole health issue. You know, I wanted healthy garments on my body too. So, um, you know, they say a lot of great businesses are born out of personal need. And, and that is the story with Everviolet. And, you know, when we launched initially, it was focused on women who were post breast surgery, breast cancer experiences, um, current patients. And my mission was really to create a collection that accommodated all aspects, all surgery types, all body types. But when I was designing the garments, I did so with the hope that women with other conditions or other needs would also be able to wear the garments in an adaptive way. And that is what's happening. So we have customers who have all different types of cancers, who have limited arm mobility, who have skin allergies and skin sensitivities, um, people who've gone through other types of pelvic or thoracic or upper body surgeries, people with injuries like rotator cuffs and things like that. So it's quite amazing to learn over the course of this journey, just how many needs are out there and just how greatly underserved these women are as they face change. Yeah. And I 100% agree. I just had a client, she's um, booked in for shoulder surgery in a couple of weeks time. And she was saying, she said, you know, how am I going to get my bra on? I, I won't be able to lift my arm. And, you know, another client said, you have to get your husband or your partner to try to help you. And she's like, I know, but you know, it's, it's not just, you know, one thing, it's everything. So I think if you can feel empowered, even if it's post-surgery to be able to put on something, be able to one, put on something and two, feel comfortable in that, then that is huge just even for your sort of sense of well-being and mindset too. Yeah. I mean, that's literally why I started the brand. You know, I, so I talked about my own struggles and I tried 200 bras over six months. I swear to God, it was crazy. Not one of them worked. And then finally it was like, wait, this might be a thing. So I finally started speaking with other women, both women who were breast cancer survivors, thrivers, um, and other women. And I was shocked that this issue was virtually universal that, you know, anyone who had faced changes, anything from pregnancy, menopause, disability, I mean, the list just goes on. Um, no one felt like there was a brand really addressing their ongoing needs. And furthermore, the more I spoke with them, the more I realized how much deeper this went, how much farther beyond clothing this issue went, that, you know, not being able to get dressed every day, feel, feel comfortable, um, you know, it was almost like a barrier to healing on emotional and psychological levels. And it was also a reminder of, you know, whatever physical challenge you had just gone through or were going through. And so it was with that that I realized, you know, when women are comfortable, they, they're more likely to feel confident. And when they feel comfortable and confident, they're more likely to be happy and do good in the world. And everybody benefits. So it's really, it's really our mission to help women feel their best, no matter where they are in their lives and what they're facing. Yeah. And I also love the fact that you use the natural fibers because I know from quite a few of my clients, you know, prior to being diagnosed with, you know, the cancer or whatever they're going through, or even an autoimmune condition and things, they hadn't thought about 
chemicals and toxins and those types of things. And then they go through this journey and, you know, the oncologist might recommend to them, maybe look at, you know, start to look at what chemicals and toxins may be in your food or in your clothes or in your cleaning materials in your house. And so they do tend to want to move to that sort of low tox way. And I don't know of any other brands that have done that. So yeah, I think that's amazing as well. Yeah. I mean, especially for pieces that are literally right up against the skin, you know, um, it's, it's just seems like it's an important thing. The Jersey, it took me a year to source this Jersey and thanks to my amazing business partner, we finally did. Um, but it's a, a certified sustainable cotton modal blend and, um, it's naturally antimicrobial, breathable, moisture wicking. Many women who go through different cancers that are related to hormones get thrust into you know, a chemical menopause or a natural menopause. So it helps keep the body cool. There's just so much kind of built in functionality, all because the fabric is natural. Mm. And, you know, so much thought, as you're saying, has gone into this because you've gone through it yourself as well. You have that, you know, relationship to it, which I think makes a huge difference too. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I, um, you know, I, when I started the brand, I, I never wanted it to be about my story because I feel like it's not about me. This is me trying to pay my good prognosis forward and support other women. But I do think that given the fact that I have been through this journey and, you know, really truly understand what women are facing, obviously everyone's experiences are different, but, you know, to just, it, it brings a little bit of, um, I don't know, humility and sisterhood. And, and so much of what I do too is really lean into the community that we're building. So I think, you know, when people know that I can relate that I've had these surgeries and, you know, I've struggled in similar ways, it it just really creates a bond. And, um, I'm really proud of the connections that we've forged in the community that we're building. Uh, it's really quite special. And when it came to, developing, you know, the different pieces. Did you already have a background in design or, you know, any type of fashion that then led you to develop this or was it completely sort of a brand new venture? Brand new venture. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I've always been very creative and I've always loved fashion. Uh, But in terms of actually designing fashion, I had never once done that. Um, I do have a design and art background. So, um, you know, so I come to creativity very comfortably, but it was through the business partner I mentioned earlier. She comes with about 30 plus years and, um, in product source, uh, sorry, fabric sourcing, uh, product development and, um, production. So w- the way it worked was, you know, I kind of would ideate the way I wanted the garments to look and I'd sketch them out and I have those abilities. And then I also kind of created a list of like almost criteria of what each garment needed to do. Like, okay, it needs to be able to accommodate this and not do that and not hurt here and have straps there. And, you know, so kind of the, the, the meat and the, the ingredients of the speak that needed to go into it. And then together, she and I worked with uh, a technical designer. Um, she worked on finding the fabrics, um, And of course, I gave her a big list of criteria for that too. Um, But yeah, then we brought in a technical designer who essentially creates what I refer to as like the blueprint or the pattern for the garments. And from there, we had samples made and I pulled a lot of my fellow breast cancer thriver sisters as uh, wear test models and we tested them out and we did get some feedback. So we made some changes based on that feedback. 
and then did another round of wear testing trials and we were ready to go. But this journey, you know, because I didn't come from the industry and because it took me a while to meet my partner, Megan, you know, it was, there were a lot of mistakes made in the beginning. I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, for example, the whole technical design thing, I thought, well, if I hire a designer, they have to be able to know how to create patterns. Well, that's not always the case, but it, you know, it would take going down that path to figure out, oh, wait, now I need to find somebody else to do that. So it's just, it was quite an experience and it took a long time, but I'm very proud of what we created and we're still using those same patterns and selling the same styles to, to this day. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I know myself, even from clients coming in, say post breast cancer and one of my clients has had to have a mastectomy and then a drain. And she, you know, she was explaining to me the trouble of trying to find a comfortable garment and then also having to constantly have that side drained um, or have the drain in or try to pat it up to help it look like the other side. So she was like, it kind of depended on where she was at in her treatment scheme to what she needed to wear. And so she was getting really frustrated because she was like, there's not, oh, there's nothing out there for that because she did not know of your, uh, you know, shapewear and, and line. And so I think these are the things that, you know, I even work with women and I didn't realize the extent of what happens when they may go through, you know, a, a reconstructive surgery or a removal, breast removal or whatever around breast cancer. Yeah, it's it's hard to know unless you've gone through it. And there's so many different types of surgical scenarios now. I mean, we have women who are choosing, you know, aesthetic fat, flat closure, um, not wanting to be reconstructed. There's reconstruction types that actually use your own tissue to rebuild the breast mound. There's implants, there's multiple kinds of implants. You know, women have one side, both sides. It's um, lump lumpectomies can yield very um, large degrees of asymmetry. So it's really a negotiation and this process of sort of getting to know yourself again, accepting yourself again, and then finding ways to kind of present yourself physically the way that you want to be seen. And that's different for everyone. But, you know, I'm very proud to say that all of our bras, they all have pockets and they all come with a pair of shaper pads um, and they can all accommodate prosthetics. However, if somebody doesn't want to use prosthetics, they also, um, some styles better than others, but they also will accommodate asymmetry beautifully and you can be flat and wear them and they're beautiful and comfortable. Um, you know, some people, even if you're flat, you don't need the support, but you might want just an underlayer or something feminine or just a little bit of discretion because there is ongoing scarring and, you know, it's not like it's always such a, People used to joke with me about like, oh, you got your free boob job or something like that, <laughs> which A, I never wanted, but B, it's not like that at all because, you know, it's not a cosmetic surgery. You have plastic surgeons doing their best, but it's really, you know, you end up with lumps and bumps and scars and, you know, indentations and things that, you know, aren't the way that we looked before. And so we all have different relationships to those things. And so creating a collection where, women had variety and they had choice around how they got dressed and put themselves together. It was incredibly important to me. Hi, everyone. I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know that I have a brand new daily Pilates workout that you can download for free and work out with me. Now, this daily Pilates workout is just 15 minutes. It's going to help you build strength and mobility. It's going to help energize you, leave you feeling really good 
And the best bit, it's only going to take 15 minutes. So to grab your free workout, head on over to the podcast show notes and click the daily Pilates workout link. I can't wait to see you on your mat. And I know as well, you have a, you know, a strong background for, in movement and dance. So moving is another, you know, part and a different, you know, I put on sports bras when I'm going to move rather than, you know, a nice, you know, lingerie piece or something like that. So I'm sure that would have come into play as well when you were designing. Yeah. In fact, it was, it was because I'm so into fitness and I love to move that the collection really became a strong reality. Um, I, more than anything after my surgeries, I wanted to get back to movement and I knew I had to do so in a very modified way, but I'm a big fan of classes and I do a lot of bar workouts and Pilates workouts. And I did yoga up until that point. That was harder to get back into because of you know, it's hard to do a downward dog. <laughs> yeah. Arm movement, uh, arm movement. But, you know, I could go back to bar class and do the lower body portion. I could go for hikes. I could, but, you know, I would normally put on a fitted sports bra or a fitted tank top. And I just felt like, well, in those early days of recovery, I still had tons of bandages. There was, I still had drains, you know, there was, there was no way I could do that and still have discretion. And so, um, you know, obviously with the drains, you're doing very little activity, but as soon as they came out, you know, I was ready to start moving again. And I mean, that's just so relevant for so many things. So our bralettes that we have, people actually wear them for light exercise and we are in development on some sort of more robust support bras for people who are runners and do more, um, you know, high intense activities. So that's very important to, to me as a person, but also as a founder to kind of provide a breadth of garments that meet you at any kind of place in your life. So I think eventually we'll work into swimwear, sleepwear, um, more athletic wear, obviously extended lingerie. There's so much that we can do. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Well, I know um, I have a client um, and she has had um, bowel cancer. So she has a stoma and she said trying to find bathers that will accommodate that is extremely difficult. And she said, I have got a spa at home, but she said, I never go in because I never want to put bathers on. So, wow. you know, there are a lot of those barriers that women are just facing on a, a daily basis. And I don't think we kind of realize that, you know, people in general, really. Uh, but, you know, what you put on and how you feel when you're wearing it changes recovery outcomes as well. It does. It really does. But I'm happy to say, please tell your client that we just came out with a product um, specifically designed to accommodate stomas and ostomy bags. It's great for people who've had pelvic cancers who want either heating or cooling packs to soothe the area of the body. It's also great for people who've had cesarean sections. Um, so I'm really proud of this piece and it really marks our expansion into the broader medical market. Um, as much as I'm, I will always be devoted to women who face breast cancer. I feel like there are so many other needs out there. So this is a really exciting moment for us. Well, that's it. And again, even you just mentioning things like cesareans and, you know, maybe it's traumatic births or whatever it may be that you don't think about maybe, you know, they're not smaller, but, you know, cancer seems to be sort of more in the news, but there are, a, as you said, lots of other conditions that can be catered for, but there isn't a lot out there. Yeah, exactly. And we all deserve to feel great. You know, we all deserve to, to feel feminine and feel like ourselves and, um, feel the best that we can at any given point. Exactly. You know, the, change, the change is inevitable, but 
I always say it's sort of what we do in the face of that change that really defines us as people. And I think, you know, scars are these beautiful badges of courage and, you know, we, we create, we develop so much resilience and grit and strength along these journeys that I think it makes us that much more beautiful as, as people. So that's really whatever Violet is all about. It's, it's inherent in the name too. Um, if, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll explain. So it's a play on the word evergreen, which is, you know, this beautiful tall tree that's unwavering often in face of a storm. Um, but ever violet really represents our inner, our inner worlds, our spiritual worlds and our inner beauty. So it's really about this strength and resilience that, that and beauty that shines from within. Oh, well, I mean, that's beautiful in itself. And I'm sure people will appreciate that when they're, you know, with how much care that's come in to designing the garments as well. But with getting your garments out there to people, have you been able to make relationships with either hospitals or surgeons or has it been more of a commercial route that people tend to find you? That's a great question. We're all the above, um, you know, because I've had my medical history. I know a lot of people in these worlds. And whenever I've approached plastic surgeons or breast surgeons and tell them about the line, they're always so grateful to know about it because they say to me that they can then provide a better service to their patients by not saying to them, go find some garment, by, but by saying, here's this beautiful collection, go to this website, you know, and we offer complimentary fit consultations by Zoom or email or live chat. So we're really there to kind of hold her hand from the very beginning. She finds out that she needs our product all the way through to, you know, our beyond collection, I call it, or, you know, the pieces that, you know, you wear once you're more healed. But so we, I've forged relationships with surgeons, plastic surgeons, oncologists, radiations, oncologists, radiation oncologists, hospitals, uh, cancer centers. And, um, but we also are starting to sell wholesale. So we're building um, relationships with boutiques because a lot of women do like to go shopping and try things on and touch and feel. Um, we have a very robust e-commerce site. So we do sell quite a bit from there. We're also at Nordstrom.com, which is a pretty popular uh, U.S. retail um, department store. And um, also QVC.com. So we're really trying to be wherever she is and, you know, not make it hard for her to find us. Um, yeah. So we, we're, we're kind of approaching all of these um, channels. Well, that's amazing because I know um, even some clients, a client that came to me recently, um, she had had a hysterectomy um, and multiple, she's going back in for hernia surgery and that. And her surgeon said to her, you know, go off, find some Pilates. You just need to do some core strengthening. And she said, should I, is there anywhere I, in anywhere specific or I should be looking for? And he said, no, 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 just, just go do some core strengthening. You'll be able to find somewhere. And so she ended up finding me, but she's like, I had to do a lot of research to find out. She goes, I knew I needed something individual, not just a big group class. Um, and it's not the surgeon's you know, fault. They're fantastic at their jobs and they do their jobs. But you know, I think having those steps in between that can really help people make a huge difference. Yeah, it's really true. I, I'll never forget the day that my I went for my pre-op um, my pre-op meeting with the nurse navigator, um, who works with my breast surgeon. And this was before my mastectomy. And, um, she said, so you're going to need this 
some sort of a camisole with drain pocket management. And I looked at her and I was like, what does that even mean? I'd never heard of drains before. I didn't know, I didn't know what to expect. So then she starts explaining the whole drain thing. And then I'm kind of like having these strange visions of like, wow, what is that going to feel like or look like? Or so I, she said, just go down to the hospital gift shop. There's some there. And I went down and they were so scratchy. They were Velcro. They, they had these sharp edges. I thought, okay, I've never been through this before, but I can tell myself right now that there's no way that's going to be comfortable or feasible. So I searched and searched and searched. I couldn't find anything. And ultimately I ended up just getting a bunch of like rib tank tops that I layered. I must've had four on at a time post-surgery just to give myself some, you know, discretion. And then they were fitted enough that I could just, the drains would kind of stay close to my body. And that's where I had the idea to make a camisole with internal pockets so that you can just tuck them in and they accommodate up to three to four drains on each side if one needs that. Because that phase goes for many, many weeks in some cases. You know, I think the the least amount of time post-bilateral mastectomy, at least in the US, this is about two weeks. For me, it was three, but I've heard women needing the drains for far longer. And so it's not just a couple of days of recovery. It's really you're feeling better. You're wanting to see people. You're wanting to get some fresh air. You're, you know, you just and you don't want to feel like I felt like an octopus just with these things kind of hanging from me. Plus it hurts. Right. So, um, it was re- really such an interesting journey. And I thought, you know, I know that nurse navigator really meant well, but it, it ended up creating more fear than anything else. And so I'm really trying to eliminate that. I want to be a bridge where someone can find us. We can have a zoom chat or an, you know, an email chat or a phone chat. And I can say, okay, here are the things you're probably going to want to prepare for. Um, And then here are the garments that will kind of help you through that. And the way that the collection was designed is it really just escorts a woman through the entire journey. Um, So there's like what I consider the immediate post-op, the recovery, and then the beyond garments. And of course, many women will just put on the beyond garments earlier because they're pretty and lacy and whatever. But, but you know, it's just, it just, it'll escort her all the way through. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's having those options, isn't it? As you said, it's so inclusive for whatever stage you're at or whatever you're going through. And I think that also, for me, you know, that gives me trust in a brand too, that it's not just, you know, a one size fits all thing. We're just trying to sell. We're really trying to be specific in what we offer. Exactly. And also beautiful. I mean, I feel like one shouldn't have to compromise femininity or beauty for functionality. So that's really the intersection that we sit at. And, you know, I bring my creative background in with beautiful colors that you don't see all the time, you know, pieces that can be uplifting or soothing or calming. Um, I've studied quite a bit of color theory and color science. And so I infuse all of that knowledge into the colors of our collection, really with the intent to kind of help the, the emotional sensational states of the women that we dress. Well, I also loved it because preparing for this interview, I was looking through, um, you know, your website and social media and noticed that you were doing a call out for women that, you know, were different sizes, you know, in their breasts that maybe they'd had a mastectomy on one side. So you were doing, you know, a call out for real life people to obviously come in and model your, you know, products. Oh, from the beginning, we don't use professional models. All of our models are cancer thrivers. Sadly, some are not no longer with us, but um, we. It was really important for me to not present these perfect bodies. 
um, the whole idea about it, around Everviolet is that we are imperfect and that is what makes us beautiful. So whether it's asymmetry or scarring, um, all different shapes and sizes and body types, we've always used real women um, from the beginning. And um, I think that makes it more relatable. Uh, I think most women can see themselves in some at least one of the models that's, you know, on our site. And um, I just think that's important when we, you know, we, we want to be, we want women to feel like they can look as beautiful as our models do. And, um, but yeah, they're just regular people like you and I. Yeah. Well, I think that's great too, because it's, like you said, it's realistic and you can look at it. It's hard sometimes when you are say shopping online and, you know, every person that's modeling the clothes are, five foot eight, you know, quite slim. And you're trying to imagine, okay, that's what it looks like on her, but I'm shorter and I've got more curves. And is this going to fit me, you know, the same? So if you're seeing that diversity, you know, through the advertising, then I think that makes it so much easier for the women too. Yeah. I mean, it's all in the name of inclusivity. I feel, you know, it's inclusivity of size. It's inclusivity of, you know, race. It's inclusivity of surgery type, body type. You know, I just think we all deserve to um, to feel our best. And what I like to say is that we're bringing inclusivity and fashion to the medical world, though it's not limited to people who face medical challenges. We have plenty, plenty of customers who've had no major changes or no physical challenges, um, but they just really wanted wireless garments that were good for the body and pretty and, and also supportive. It's hard to find both. Yeah. Um, and our entire collection is wireless. So and with different varying ranges of support built in. So, um, so yeah, so we're really for everyone, but we're especially there to represent those that aren't typically represented in the lingerie market. Yeah. Which is amazing. And, you know, if we've got people listening in and maybe they have a, you know, a family member or a friend that's going through something like this right now, do you have any advice for them of how they could support the women in their life? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I would just say meet them where they're at. You know, there's, I think sometimes we feel pressured to say the perfect thing or do the perfect thing. And I don't think those perfect things really exist. I think truly being present, truly listening, um, you know, echoing back things that you've heard, leading with empathy. I think that's the most that we can do in the ways that we show our love, uh, to the people that we love. It's hard. And, you know, when I was going through it, I always, I kept looking at my husband thinking, this is harder for you than it is for me. And of course he thought, no, how could that be? You're crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I knew deep down I was going to be okay. And he was on the outside looking in with fear and wondering and we have kids and, you know, there was just a lot that he was having to process. So I would also say, you know, take time to take care of yourself as well as the person going through this, because it is something that impacts everyone in in everyone's lives. And, um, you know, the more we can come together in integrity and honesty and care, um, I think the better, the better it will be. And the more silver linings may come out of the experience for all the parties involved. Mm, that's fantastic advice, I think. And like you said, I, it's not just, you know, obviously it's really hard for the person going through it, but, you know, even if you're just part of that support network, you know, providing care or emotional support, then you are going through a lot as well. 
Yeah. I mean, I was one of those people who was always used to taking care of everybody else. So to all of a sudden have the tables turn and for me to have to ask for help, that was a big deal. Um, it was really hard, but it was also a really, really good experience. And, um, you know, it, it humbles you and it, it kind of builds gratitude for the people that show up. Um, and you know, it, it, it's all of this experience of realizing that we're ultimately very, um, you know, our lives are fragile and they're fleeting and we just have to make the most of the time that we have and, you know, love on the people in our lives as much as we possibly can. So, you know, I don't mean to be sad about it, but there's, there's really both sides. Right. And I think, um, it really, these experiences just show us how precious life is. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. And I think, you know, everybody listening in can relate to that. We all know, you know, someone that's had to go through something like this and and maybe they're still with us and maybe they're not still with us. And, you know, having to, you know, process that grief or that period of time, I think, you know, makes everybody feel grateful that, you know, we've got this life and try to make the most of what you can with what you've got and when when you're here. Exactly. Yeah. Perfectly said. Now, to finish off and, you know, wrap up our podcast, I always ask my guests if there is one piece of health advice or just, you know, general advice that they could give to our listeners that they could go off and instigate straight away after listening to this, what would it be? Hmm. I would say to just really make a point of listening to your own body. I think that while the body is subtle and Things like cancer don't just show up as like a pain or something like that, usually. Um, I think our body and our intuition can sense when things are off balance. And, you know, the flip side of that is kind of worrying about every little twinge or anything that we feel. But I think over time, if we really just take the time through meditation or movement or any other means to really focus in on our internal selves um, you know, and also not be afraid to speak up if one does feel something is out of whack, because I've heard so many stories where people tried to talk or were afraid to talk about, you know, what they were feeling, or um, maybe a physician didn't really understand it and kind of minimized the, the concern. And that person didn't say anything further. And, and it ended up becoming something important. So I think the more that we can really listen to our own intuition, to our own gut, to our own um, fluctuations in our body and and pay attention to that, the more healthy we will be. Mm. I love that advice because, I mean, part of what I always tell to my clients is, you know, trust your body, listen to your body, you know, adjust your exercise if you're feeling pain. But, you know, personally, my auntie had, she was finally diagnosed with ovarian cancer, but she had been to five or six doctors knowing something was wrong and everybody saying, no, nah, everything's fine. And once she had eventually got diagnosed, she was stage four and it was really just mm-hmm. too late. And unfortunately, she ended up passing away, but she she knew that there was something wrong and she kept trying to get those answers. And I think that's the the most important thing that we can all do is is listen to our bodies. And if it's communicating, you know, in pain or a change in some way, then, you know, honoring that is really important. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's such a sad story. And I sadly have heard it many times where people kept trying to understand what was going on, what changes 
why they were experiencing the changes they were and couldn't get an answer until it was too late. And so not to scare your listeners, but, um, but, but just to be empowered around, you know, your own sense of wellness and yes, we age and things shift over time, but, um, but, you know, the body does have a pretty impactful way of communicating with us. So yeah, listening is the best, I think the best way to heat those calls. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Now, where can our listeners reach out and connect with you and find your beautiful products as well? Yeah. So our website is everviolet.com. We offer complimentary fit consultations through email, which is hello at everviolet.com. And we have a live chat on everviolet.com as well. Uh, On Instagram, Facebook, we are at everviolet. And um, we are also on LinkedIn and Twitter. Oh, sorry, X. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's all good. I'll link it all up in the show notes too so that uh, listeners can head there and click directly on those links. But thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story, Kira, and sharing your mission because I think it's it's such an important one, again, for women. I'm all about empowering women and women's health with this podcast and getting this kind of information out there to women is really important. My pleasure. And for anyone listening, if you have any concerns, questions, um, me and my team are always, always happy to take questions and invite you to be part of our community. Um, so we welcome all of you. Amazing. Well, thanks again so much for coming on the podcast. It's been uh, fantastic chatting with you today. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.